listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. This week, I want to talk about something that is probably one of the worst parts about being a TPT seller. Like, yeah, let's get really negative here. Other than low sales, like not selling something, you know, putting your heart and soul into a resource and it not selling or just in general having low sales. Other than that, which of course is probably the worst thing about being a TPT seller, the second worst thing has to be what we're going to talk about this episode, bad reviews on TPT. I'm sure that you are nodding along as you listen to this because it is so frustrating. So let's talk all about reviews today. We're going to start off with a game because this is such a depressing topic. I think we need to make it a bit more lighthearted. So I'm going to read a review for you and you're going to tell me what you think. We'd actually can't really tell me, but you're going to guess just in your head what you think the star rating should be to match this comment. Okay, here we go. Used this to make up a quick activity for our family literacy night. Parents loved it and so did I. It was easy to break down the steps of writing for parents to see and recreate at home. What do you think? How many stars do you think that one deserves? Five? Maybe four? Yeah. That one got three stars in my store (laughs) a couple of days ago. And Here's the final kicker, just because if it wasn't enough that I got a three-star review that was positive, which I always find annoying, it was on a free resource. Yep. Someone went out of their way that day to write a lovely, nice comment and then give what I consider a fairly low rating on a freebie. Like, seriously? I'm scrolling through my TPT app right now. I just saw another one saying, Very useful and engaging for my students' learning environment. I want to guess how many stars I got. (laughs) If you guess three, ding, 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 you are the winner. Another three-star review with that amazing comment. And again, on a freebie. And finally, another one that I just scroll past because I just, you know, did a little bit of scrolling. I don't get a lot of negative reviews or anything really. But just the three that stood out to me after a little bit of scrolling. The next one says... Great supporting document to give me lots more ideas and templates. Three stars on a freebie. <laughs> I actually didn't want to scroll for ages. I don't get like a huge amount of negative reviews, but just, you know, I scroll for a little while and those were the three that bummed me out that came up first. I don't know if that's a coincidence. It has to be a bit of a pattern and I'm sure you might agree. If you've had a similar experience, definitely let me know in the Facebook group, on Instagram, whatever. Do you notice a bit of a pattern with kind of low rated freebies on positive comments? Like it's just weird. Anyway, in this episode, I want to chat about reviews because stuff like that does happen. Here are some of the scenarios that might happen to you. I think honestly, anything other than a five-star review with a really nice, detailed, like amazing comment is usually pretty depressing. Am I right? I mean, when you get like a positive comment, but it goes with like a three or four-star review, that sucks. Or if you get any kind of negative or critical response that's like, I didn't really like this for this reason, or worse, if they say they didn't like it, they don't tell you why. Uh, The other types of scenarios you might come across as a seller are things like, I didn't end up using this resource. They give you like a bad rating and they didn't even end up using it. Or I um, 
didn't really realize what I was getting. I didn't take the time to look at the preview description and I kind of didn't realize that this was what it was going to be like. I expected it to have this and this and it didn't. One star, like, I don't know. You can get all that kind of stuff where people basically don't write something nice and it sucks. If you're a seller, you might not have had any of these things yet. I guess I'm kind of gracing you for that. (laughs) If you've been selling a while, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I guess the only thing I really want to share today, I'm going to keep this episode quite brief, honestly, is a couple of tips around how to respond to reviews and how to sort of deal with them like emotionally, mental health wise, and, and how to move on from them because that's really all we can do. So assuming that you get a review that is less than favorable in some way, let's talk about how to respond to it. Obviously, if you get a five-star review that's got a great comment or a four-star review with a really great comment, you just leave it because even if someone's left you a four-star review, if it's got a really positive, helpful comment, you know, that's fine. I know it's hard to, it's frustrating when they don't give you five stars. Like why, why not? If you've given such a nice comment, why not give me five stars? But, you know, some people are just, they just don't like giving 100% A++. They just, maybe there's something tiny about it they didn't like. Maybe they just can't face, I don't know, maybe they accidentally clicked it. Who knows? Well, I'll never know. If someone gives you a four star and a positive comment, it's annoying, but you kind of have to let that go. That's the truth of it, because at the end of the day, it's an okay-ish rating star-wise. It's not going to hurt your sales and the comment's nice. So it's not something you can like, you know, dwell on. Those kind of things you have to leave. But if you get a one, two or three star review or a comment that isn't positive, this is what you need to do. You need to not respond straight away. I thought I have to like add that in. I don't mean not respond ever. I mean not respond straight away. So as you're reading it and it will feel like someone has punched you in the face, you need to take a breath. You need to like put your phone down or close your laptop, walk away, whatever. Do not type a response straight away. Because in the heat of the moment, when you are reading something really negative like that, you are probably going to react in an undesirable way. You're going to reply back in anger possibly or in like a kind of sadness or desperacy or frustration you're probably not going to leave a diplomatic response so I strongly suggest that you just take some time to calm down first whether that's like 10 minutes an hour a day a week whatever when you go back to it you know with a clear head I recommend writing something out and then like rereading it proofing it maybe even letting someone look at it first you know putting it in a Facebook group before you kind of send it being really mindful that what you write will be read by future buyers. So it's so tempting to sort of argue with people or you know, to kind of plead your case or kind of get really sarky back with them. But you've got to remember the long-term impact of these things. If you come across as kind of rude and snarky, your future buyers might read that and they might be put off buying from you. A really great tactic is to write the response that you want to write and just don't send it. So, you know, open up a Word document and just like unleash all of your anger and all your feelings and all the things you want to say, but just don't send that to them. Just kind of get it out on paper, if you know what I mean. But then sit there and write a really diplomatic response and put yourself in the mindset of any other business, like a brick and mortar business. You know, when you think about big companies and people in the real world, when you leave a review on them, they always leave that kind of really canned sort of customer service-y response. They don't like get angry with you usually, like big companies anyway it's not worth it. They wouldn't want to kind of give themselves a bad reputation. So they tend to be like, I'm sorry to hear that you were frustrated. You know what I mean? You've got to kind of be diplomatic like that. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be pushover. You don't have to just say, you know, thanks for your review. Oh, well, kind of thing. You can certainly, you know, 
not argue with them, but you can sort of plead your case a little bit if they are genuinely being ridiculous. <laughs> I guess what I mean is if they say, there was a spelling error on page 10, or this was missing, or this thing didn't work, and you know that they are wrong, like 100% wrong, there is no spelling error you've checked. They've printed it wrong or done something wrong. It's like wrong on their end and it's not your resource's fault. It's not your fault. You certainly can correct them on that. I'm not saying you can't. You can, in a really diplomatic way, say, actually, uh, this, this, and this, and you can explain, you know, what's happened. Don't be shy about that. But it needs to be really, really super polite and respectful if you can. There is, you know, when you write something that's kind of in anger or a bit kind of, you know, rude, like I said, a bit sarky, at the time it makes you feel a bit better but it's not good for business in the long run. So make sure it's super polite. But like I said, you can argue your case if they are being ridiculous. If they aren't being ridiculous, if they've just said something that's an opinion, like I didn't like it, I didn't like it because of this, you know, don't argue with them. Don't try to change their mind or get them to change their review or whatever. You kind of just have to say, okay, you know, I understand you feel that way. Oh, well, you don't actually have to respond. That's the beauty of it too. There is no pressure on you to respond to reviews. If someone asks you a question in your store or has a review with a question in it that you know, requires a response, or you feel that you need to respond because this reviewer has said something ridiculous, like I said, and you need to kind of set the record straight, that's fine. But there's actually no pressure. If someone says, two stars, didn't like this resource, you don't have to say anything. You can just let it go. Your you know, future buyers aren't going to buy or not buy based on your response. If your response is something like thanks, it's just not really going to make a big difference. So if you don't feel up to responding, don't feel like you have to. It's definitely not a requirement. So in summary, when it comes to the negative stuff, and I'm talking the one, two, and three-star reviews, I'm talking the kind of negative comments or the comments that are saying ridiculously wrong things, take a breath, walk away, take a break, respond politely, argue your case if you need to, or don't respond if you don't want to, but always think about the business in the long term if you can. I have heard of examples of people replying back to reviews and asking for things to be changed, like saying, hey, can you actually change your star rating? It doesn't reflect your comment, blah, blah. And I've heard on Facebook groups and stuff that the buyer actually does sometimes change their rating. That can happen. But I mean, honestly, I think it's quite rare. And I just don't think you want to get into that sort of habit of like begging with every buyer that leaves a review, going, please, please, please adjust your rating and make it higher. It doesn't really, it doesn't, I don't think it's a really good look. And if you did that, you'd be doing it all the time because let's face it, not every review you get is ever going to be a five-star review. I think that's like another little tip I want to share. I don't think it's, I think because you're going to set yourself up for failure if you expect every review that's ever left in your store to be five stars and glowing and positive and kind and super detailed and lengthy and really like useful to future buyers. Because guess what? Not all of your reviews are going to be like that. In fact, barely any of them are. And if you get one of those, you know, it's a unicorn, screenshot it on your phone, save it for later, you know, because it will like cheer you up when you're feeling crappy and it might be something you can use in your marketing. So it's always really good to screenshot them. But just accept not all reviews can be positive and they're certainly not going to always be helpful. Don't expect it. You need to kind of be okay with a few things when it comes to reviews. You need to be okay with people not leaving them because sometimes people just don't. They don't have the time because they're busy they don't know that they can get credits. They don't care, whatever. They're just not going to leave reviews and you kind of have to accept that. You might also have to accept that they're not going to leave helpful reviews. Actually, you know, really very detailed. They might not give you the star rating you want. It might not match the comment. It might be kind of rude or negative. Like, And you can't really control that. That's just one of those things that is out of your control. And so it's not worth dwelling on. Like in terms of 
your mental health in terms of running a business there are some things that are in your control like opening up your laptop and creating an amazing product that will make you money that is in your control trying to have power over someone else's review like something that someone's written it's just it's impossible so if you try to obsess about that and fixate on it and make changes in that area you're just gonna be disappointed so you have got to have a bit of a let it go attitude i just went and watched frozen i just went and watched disney on ice recently so that you know frozen's kind of in my head yeah you've got to apply let it go a little bit here on some things i know that's easier said than done and it's not helpful for me to just say let it go to everything review related but that but in general you do have to you have to kind of just accept that this running a business means sometimes getting less than favorable reviews or not getting reviews at all and that's just the way it is Sometimes it's really good to take off your seller hat for a second and put on your buyer hat. And what I mean by that is to think about how you write reviews and how you read reviews outside of TPT, just in the real world, maybe even on TPT, but just, you know, outside of being a seller. So when I'm looking something up like a service or a product or anything, I tend to look on Google reviews and things. And I will sometimes like navigate to those lowest reviews to kind of see what the problems were to see if it will affect me. I also read the responses of the business owner to see how they're responding. And I also look at really positive reviews to kind of get a vibe. I always find it really off-putting if the business owner responds back in a kind of rude way. So like I mentioned earlier, you don't want to be doing that. And I look at one-star reviews, but if they're just kind of written by some crazy person that's like being overly negative and just being a bit dramatic, I don't always trust that like one review and I'm not going to suddenly not buy something just because of that. So it's kind of good to think of it that way that like a one-off bad review is not going to tank your sales and your entire store on that product. It's really not the end of the world. Now the other thing I said was to put yourself in your buyer's shoes like to think about how you write reviews in other situations and a lot of the time we tend to write reviews when we are upset with a product or a service you know, very rarely do people make the effort to go out of their way to review something when they feel kind of neutral or even happy about it because who has the time? But when you feel wronged, when you've paid for something and it's not as good as you thought it was going to be, you get that kind of moment of real frustration and you kind of want to vent and release and write a negative review. I know I've done that many times on things. And so it's kind of good to have that in mind of times you've done that in the real world of things that you've been disappointed with. And think about how your buyer might be feeling. Like, don't think of it as a slight against you. Think of like the frustration they're feeling. Have that little bit of empathy for how they might be feeling when they've bought something and then they aren't happy with it. I know that's it's it's really hard. It's hard to put yourself in their shoes because you just think, I've spent so many hours, days, or weeks making this amazing resource. I'm really proud of it. I work really hard. I don't want you to ruin it with this bad review. Is it just a mindset shift? Sometimes it's nice to sort of switch things a little bit and think, well, how would I feel if I had bought something with my hard-earned money and I wasn't happy? You know, that's okay for them to feel that way. They're allowed to feel that way. Just like you're allowed to be disappointed in a product or service. Nobody can take that from you. You're allowed to feel that way. You are entitled to. And so are they. I'm assuming that they're not being ludicrous, like I said earlier, being like ridiculously wrong in what they're saying, you know, reviewing the wrong product or saying something false. As long as they're just expressing a frustration, like, well, they are allowed to do that. And it's it's annoying and it's unfair and it's, it sucks. But, you know, like I said, they're allowed to do it just like you're allowed to do it. Sometimes you've got to change that mindset a little bit and accept that, you know, can't all have constantly five-star reviews and everything. If you really thought about the marketplace on TBT. Would it be helpful if everybody gave five-star reviews for every single resource across the marketplace? That wouldn't help buyers, you know, decide what resources are better or 
it wouldn't kind of help them with their purchase decisions. It wouldn't be helpful to the like the health of the marketplace. So we have got to have that little bit of discrepancy. We have got to have people leaving less than favorable ones. And I know this is a really horrible mindset to have, like for me to be saying that it's a good thing, but it's not a good thing. It's just that it's part of business because it does kind of differentiate the products a little bit. And sometimes this is a harsh truth again for you. It can be helpful. You can get a review that's negative and and sometimes it's just, oh, I didn't like it and that's of no use to you. But sometimes they'll say something that could be improved. And once you've taken some time to cool down, you can kind of go, well, they actually have a point that, you know, I could add this to the resource to make it better. Or I could fix what they've said. I could, you know, take their suggestion and, and run with it. And sometimes that's actually a good idea to turn that negative into a positive if they said that they didn't like, that it didn't include X, Y, Z, well, maybe you could think about updating your resource and including that. And in that sense, the review has a really positive thing because it's actually helped you improve your product. So that's another way to look at it. I'm going to wrap this up because I said I'm going to keep it brief. I always say that and I don't always. But yeah, in summary, I think with all this review stuff, it is so much about your mindset. It's so much about not going to that really dark place and saying, okay, to myself, someone's left me a bad review, therefore I'm a bad business owner. I'm a terrible TPT seller. I suck. My resources are awful. This resource is terrible. I'm, you know, I'm the worst person. Like you've got to not have that negative self-talk. You've not got to go to that dark place. You need to kind of tell yourself, I'm actually an amazing business owner. I'm a really great TPT seller. I work really hard on my resources. My resources are really, really good. One person's opinion doesn't change that. One person and their negative thoughts or their opinions on things doesn't change the amazing work I'm doing and I'm not going to let that bring me down. So you do not want to let anything that's negative in terms of reviews, you know, kill that spark, kill your joy for TPT and, and ruin your love of it. And remember that you just cannot please everyone. That's like the final thing I'm going to say. You truly, truly cannot please everyone. I'm sure that there are people that don't like me or my podcast or my Instagram, whatever, like they just don't like me and it resonate with me or whatever. That's okay. Not everyone will be your perfect buyer. Not everyone will be your perfect audience member. Like that's okay. But there are people that do like you and those are the people you want to think about and worry about. You really, truly cannot make everybody like you and you cannot make everybody like what you put out there. That's just life. So I'm learning to accept it. I certainly hope you can too. And I really hope that this episode has helped you kind of look at reviews in a little bit of a different way. If you can take some of the things I've said on board, try to not dwell on things too much. Don't let it bring you down. Just accept that it is one of the really hard parts of being a business owner. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, when I was reading those ridiculous three-star freebie reviews, sometimes you just got to laugh, honestly. And I will sometimes make memes in my Facebook group and on Instagram about this, just about you know, there's kind of eye-rolling memes where it's like, when a buyer leaves, another three-star review saying, I didn't read the description, or four stars and I love it. Like, sometimes you just got to laugh at these situations, and I like to use humor in that way. I think I like to, if I just, if I really sat and dwelled on these negative reviews I've gotten over the years, I think I would be really depressed. So I think it's nice to sometimes look at them and just have a laugh and just be like, oh my goodness, like that, you know, hashtag life of a TPG seller, this is what it's like. And just kind of laugh about it. Like us first them, sometimes buyers can be annoying. <laughs> just try to have that attitude if you can. That certainly helps. Anyway, like I mentioned earlier with the Facebook group and Instagram, feel free to message me if you have any you know, insights on what I've chatted about today. And also maybe make a post in the Tiverific Teacherpreneur Facebook group. I'll put a link in the show notes. If you have a really funny review or a really 
ridiculous one that you just kind of want to roll your eyes about and laugh about or maybe just like a really good one or a really bad one or anything you want to share or if you want to make your own meme about reviews I would certainly find that funny but yeah share something with me let's talk reviews this week in the Facebook group and like I said sometimes you have just got to laugh so let's share those ridiculous reviews I hope that you have a terrific day Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.